Welcome to our podcast about the use of assessments for succession planning in family-owned businesses. In this episode, Ellen Steinlauf of Piedmont Advisors spends some time with Renee Montoya Lotto, President of Family-Owned Business Resources. Family-Owned Business Resources is a portal to and for the world of family-owned business. We offer useful tools and resources to people who own, work in, and are around family business. Our team is comprised of practitioners working with these unique organizations for over 20 years. We would like to share with you what we have learned and help you to be even more successful than you are today. Let's begin with the issue of succession planning right off the top. What kinds of things, Renee, can you uh, tell us about that might derail owners of family-owned businesses from, from executing a succession plan? be glad to, Ellen. You know, family-owned businesses are really extraordinary, extraordinary organizations. And part of what makes them extraordinary is because they start with a value base and they start with something that they're good at. And then they have all of this passion, which then drives this business into a profitable business. And they, they work really hard. And then about 35 years later, they look up and they say, gosh, I'm 55 or I'm 60. And I'm wondering, you know, what what I should do now. And so what happens is succession planning basically is not a well thought out sort of, uh, you know, 10 year, five year process because these people are busy. They're busy making their business, making money in their business. And sometimes children come to work inside the business. Sometimes they don't. And so what happens is owners kind of say, okay, so I'm re- kind of ready to transition a little bit. Um, and then they start looking at their children and let's say the children work in the business. Well, what if they have two children or five children in the business or they have two in the business and three out of the business? And suddenly it's like, well, who's going to be my successor? And they start using the same passion and drive and intuitive judgment that has really created success for their company, except that when it comes to succession, it doesn't work out so well for them because suddenly it becomes a very subjective conversation about which child should I choose um, and and how should I choose, how can I choose between my children? And this kind of uh, transition point in a business is quite critical because it can mean the business is going to continue or not. And what I we see countless times is owners looking around for a way to decide and they don't have a way to decide. So often what happens is by default, they go back to birth order or they go back to uh, the male, the oldest male, or they go back to a number of, of kinds of family um, kind of family rules or family legends and they begin to try to make a decision like that and it can cause a lot of family conflict, family consternation and uh, suddenly we see family business owners retreating from the succession conversation and say, well, you know, I can probably work 15 more years and really avoiding the whole issue to the business's detriment really. So as we look at this uh, succession planning process and some of the problems that arise, as you said, uh, you know, there could be some subjectivity or the owners looking around, uh, you know, for reasons to bring someone in or keep them out based on whether they are in the family. H- how do you uh, use, I understand you use assessments in your practice. How, how and why are assessments especially helpful for family-owned businesses doing succession planning? 
Well, assessments actually provide data. They provide quantitative data about a number of different things. They might provide quantitative data about personality attributes or temperaments or communication styles. Uh, they might pr provide data about um, different kinds of subject matter content skills or management skills that, that anyone might bring to a particular position. The best part of assessments is that, is that they provide data which is basically rational. They, be, they provide and inject rationality into what would normally be a very subjective conversation. And what we have noticed in our practice is that owners are so grateful to have some information about whether or not this particular child will fit better than another child. Or maybe they want to look at, at what the assessments say about these individual candidates, whether they're children or cousins or brothers or whatever they are, um, and they want to look at them and say, you know, now I have an idea about what way to develop my children in order for them to be ready in five years when I'm going to be ready to retire. So suddenly the conversation is not about who's my favorite or, you know, who, who always gets things in this family or who's the black sheep. Suddenly the conversation is now about well, let's look at what this data says and then let's add in our own good sense and our own good judgment and it changes the whole complexion of the conversation. And I, it is certainly not conflict proof, but it really does contribute some rationality enough so that there isn't the, the um, kind of prolonged damage that often occurs when succession is done strictly subjectively. So I imagine that as you... Um as you've discovered in your practice and applying assessments to succession planning, you've looked at uh, the success rate for uh, multi-generational family-owned businesses and the track record. Why do you think the percentages are so low for survival of family-owned businesses from generation to generation? You know, I, my hunch, Ellen, and based on our experience is that this succession conversation, the transition of business ownership um, is a very, very tough one for family businesses to traverse. And so many of them don't. Many of them will withdraw. Um, many of them will say, well, I, you know, let me just close the doors. It's not worth the hassle it's creating in my family. Um, and as you said, the, it's very clearly documented that, that probably 80 to 90 percent of family businesses don't really move beyond the first or second generation. And I really do think that the transition conversation and the, the um, subsequent succession planning not being done very effectively or very thoroughly contributes to that, uh, to that lack of success. So as you look at the succession planning process and the assessments that are used in, uh, in, in identifying not only uh, what potential these successors might have, but what are some of the different leadership competencies that you, you've looked at and that you think are necessary for succession in a family-owned business? Oh, yes. Leadership competencies and skills are just so critical in any business. But in a family-owned business, what we have discovered is that family businesses take on the character and the personality of the owner quite frequently. Uh, these owners bring with them a certain uh, value system. They give bring a certain temperament, a certain communication style, a certain social style, and they create a business around those very strong 
attributes. Um, they will often also bring different kinds of leadership or management or subject matter content expertise with them. What in our firm it's quite important for us to do is to really take a print of what that owner has brought forward, both in terms of his or her attributes, their temperament, their subject matter content, their leadership abilities, their supervision skills, and really say, okay, what is this owner really good at? What is this owner really like? And then we, we create a baseline. And then what we do is we assess candidates against that baseline to see whether or not there's going to be a fit between the, the potential successor and the owner. And then in addition, we say to the owner, what do you think will be the challenges for the future for this business? Assuming it goes on four, five, six generations, what do you think um, the skills and attributes and temperaments and styles your successors will need that you maybe don't have. So then we take that data and we add it to the baseline to form a composite. So now we're actually looking at the candidate to see how well they they will fit with what's been brought forward as well as how well they'll be able to drive the business forward multi-generationally. And that seems to work very, very well. Well, thank you very much, Renee. Thanks so much for being with us today. For more information about how we can help you with your family-owned business, please visit www.foberesources.com.